right. Well, this is Sandcast, another Zoom cast with uh, Triborn, and we got uh, Miss Savvy Simo here on the Zoom call. <laughs> What's happening? Nothing much. I'm hanging in there. I'm trying to stay sane. It's a beautiful day out, so after this, I'm going to go get outside. I'm super fired up about it, but thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, especially when uh, you guys are finally allowed out on the beach down there, from what I hear. It's been pretty awesome. I, I would love to go be playing down there, but if I can run and go in the water, that's as good as it's going to get. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. But finally, you know, I spent so much time just standing at the wall and waiting to get in. The beach is like, I mean, probably for you guys too, as beach volleyball players, it's like my happy place, just going down there in the morning for sunset. And so it's, it's really nice this past week that um, I've been able to get on. And I think that's kind of everyone else's idea because it's been pretty packed, which is scary, but um, I think everyone just wants to get outside. It's been a beautiful week, but for me, it's, it's been awesome. Damn, I was going to say, I, San Diego's open. I should get, I should get down there. I need to get in the water, but then again, I don't know if I want to contribute to the whole world coming down to you guys. Cause that kind of <laughs> purpose. I don't know if you want to get in that red tide water either. It's kind of gross. I mean, there's been a bunch of people surfing and stuff, so I, I think it's healthy, but it doesn't look very appealing to me. I haven't actually gone in yet, so. Desperate times cause for desperate measures, right? If I come out with like some red stuff coming out of my ear or something. Yeah, exactly. Do what we gotta do. Yep. Have you guys seen the video of the um the dolphins swimming through the bioluminescence at night? So pretty. It is so cool. I think it was filmed uh, out in Newport too, like right down the road. There's some videos of people surfing too at night, which is sweet. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. I um, back when I played in Puerto Rico, I went out to one of the small islands off the coast, Vieques, and they have a bioluminescent bay there, and it's like the most densely, whatever, populated grouping of of those um, phytoplankton or whatever it is. And I went in like uh, there was no moon. It was like the darkest night, and I went out there with with some guys, and it was literally like I was the glowing green lantern and you could see like stingrays if they like moved on the bottom the stingrays would just take off and you could see their full shape and it was like almost less scary because you could see anything underneath you like if there was a shark i could see it like coming at me from far away so it was almost like less scary and then you're like looking at your hands and it was like felt like a superhero <laughs> so it's awesome it cool. i feel like that's what like it's a, so they have in like moana where like everything pretty much <laughs> yeah. <goes> under exactly. <laughs> yeah. that's hilarious are you uh are you a surfer Seth? Eh, not really i wish i was better i've i've tried a bunch i i you know i could wave swarm a little bit uh longboard mm-hmm. a little bit uh my balance is definitely lacking I'm also like really scared of sharks. I'm kind of a weenie. I, don't, uh, I, don't <laughs> I love getting in the water, but I've always been scared of sharks. And I'm, I, I mean, I, I don't think I'm the strongest swimmer either. So it's something that I, it, during quarantine, that's like what I want to do. But the beaches have been closed. So once all this red tide passes, I think that's going to be my new thing. I, I want to get better at it because everyone thinks I am. And I, I think I could be, but it's never something I'm really invested my time in. So I would love to do that. <laughs> It's amazing what the your brain can do to you when you're out there in the water. Oh, it's so Just scary. Just making up I, all these I, stories. Like, yeah. it comes up and jumps and bites my head off. And <laughs> no, no, goes back and <laughs> when I go stand up paddle boarding, I'm looking the whole, I'm so freaked out. And there's just been more great white sightings in San Diego, like, I, I guess in the past year than ever before. So I'm kind of like, eh. 
don't yeah. know about that one. That's something <laughs> I, if I can avoid it, I, I, I will. So. Yeah. I think people, uh, a lot of people probably assume that beach volleyball players are all like ocean people, ocean mm-hmm. athletes. And I've found that that's not really true. I'd say probably like one out of every eight beach volleyball players are actually like ocean dwellers. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And this, the stand-up paddling's really fun for me. That's also a great workout to do. I think that's awesome. Um, and I've always wanted to surf. I go out there and I watch people. I'm like, that looks so fun. And then I get out there and I also get nervous when I'm on a board, I'm like, if a big set comes in, what the, I don't know what to do with it, like a big surfboard. I, I, I would just rip my leash off and go under. I get kind of nervous. But That's the best thing to do usually. Yeah. If you have a big board and there's a big wave, can we just get away from the board? That's Yeah, that's what I've heard. You can't control it. The no. waves can take it. Yeah. <laughs> I've only ever surfed in Hawaii, so the, the waves were like two feet. <laughs> so I've never had that problem. That's the best place to learn. <laughs> I always wanted to go get up in the morning. I mean, because I'm fortunate enough to go play in Hawaii for um, both yeah. beach and indoor UCLA. And I always see people out there early in the morning or like, you know, my athletic trainer, she'll always go out there in the morning and rent a board and have fun. And that's always been a rule of like, yeah surfing which uh, it makes sense but i've always wanted to do it the waves seem so easy to learn on so yeah, maybe next time i'm out there we'll see Why that's awesome that uh it's awesome that you got to even though the season was shortened and we'll we'll talk about that but it's awesome that you at least got your hawaii tournament in i feel like if best trip ever. <laughs> best trip ever i'm very grateful that i was able to go especially twice in a year i mean you can't beat it wait so you you guys went to hawaii twice um for well for indoor so I go oh, for okay. in the fall and then we go for beach. But I think in years past, beach has gotten to go in the fall as well. And they do like a team trip out there. Um, I've only ever gone in the fall with my indoor team. And there was one year, I think it was, it was my junior year during indoor, there was a big hurricane or it's supposedly going to be a big hurricane. So we, we couldn't go. But other than that, I've been blessed to get a free trip to Hawaii for two times a year. It's awesome. My parents fly out. That's kind of their big trip. Their big, uh, they're a couple trip. They go to Hawaii and they have a good time. So it's, it's pretty nice. Tough life. Yeah, seriously. It, it definitely helps that you have uh, Stein as your beach coach and then uh, Mike Seely, right, as your indoor coach who also coached at the University of Hawaii. Best yeah. tour guides ever. Best tour guides ever. Stein does <laughs> feral farming, which was cool. I think in years past we've gone snorkeling and Seely has all the go-to uh, restaurants and stuff. And, I mean, it's funny because um, – I'll get like a, um, my family and I will get like a outrigger canoe club, like guest pass for three days. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, you know, Seely's been out there a couple of times surfing. It's pretty funny. It's, it's, it's really nice to have them because they know exactly what's going on. So it's yeah. cool. For sure. Yeah. You're in good hands. So exactly. for, I mean, for the beach this year, you guys had like, even though the season was only a couple of weeks, you guys were packed. Like you went to Hawaii, you went down to, uh, to LSU, which I think from, I haven't actually been there, but it looks like one of the coolest places to play that new stadium. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And I, I think, I, I think that was a great place for us to go. I think playing in that atmosphere was something we've never really gotten to do as beach volleyball players, you know, going to somewhere like Hawaii or Nebraska for indoor volleyball, you get the fans, but in beach, you know, the most you get is in Gulf Shores and it's still not that many, but Playing against LSU, even though we lost, it was one of the coolest experiences ever. And for my game specifically, we played under the lights. And I don't think I've actually ever done that either. So it was a great experience. Um, 
we traveled the weekend before to Hawaii. So that's three hours earlier. And then we came home and a few days later went to LSU. So we were all a little messed up from the flights and the time change, but it's all good practice for us. And I think that those two weekends, especially playing Hawaii and LSU, um, it, it was really good training for us. It's been fun to see like all the different beach facilities that are popping up. Like LSU has like a really cool one. You guys just expanded. How's the the new facility at UCLA? Oh, it's amazing. I, I, I think it's, we're so lucky to have that. And we have such generous and amazing donors. We had kind of a opening ceremony, which was one of the most special things I've ever been a part of. Stein was like crying. He just was so thankful that we, we have that. And, you know, to come from my freshman year and, and have a facility that like, you know, and also for, for UCLA, it's not just for the beach team. It's, it's at the rec center. So any students can go up there and go mess around. And so we spend at least 20 to 30 minutes before every practice, you know, raking in, evening it out and checking the net height because people can come and, and mess it up. But just to see it transform over the years, it's really special. And to, especially the seniors, you know, they got there, or the seniors that um, the year before me that came in, they, they really transformed the program and to see it kind of progress as the years go on. I mean, it, it's really special and, and we're just so thankful to, to have a facility like that. And you've like, you've played such a big part in helping both programs come along. Cause this was like a good year for UCLA's indoor team. Like you and Mac were phenomenal. And then the beach side, like how much have you seen the beach side grow just from the moment you stepped in? I feel like Nicole and Megan kind of headed that charge with Stein. Um, but I feel like it's probably been a blast for you to kind of like rise up with the UCLA program where now it's like, you look at, you think of the best team in the country and like everyone almost automatically points to UCLA now. Yeah. And, and, I'm just so lucky to have been in the position I was in to play um, underneath girls like the McNamara twins and, and Zana and Sarah Sponsel, Izzy Carey, that class that came before me and the, the years before that, it, they taught me so much about my game. And I always looked up to them playing, you know, with someone like Zana was so fun for me. And um, like you said, over the years, I've kind of gradually made my way through the program and to be at the ones for my senior year was really special, especially with someone as great as Abby. Um, you know, I took on the leadership role with the other seniors. And so it, it, it was a challenge, but I just took what I learned from the other girls and kind of ran with it. And, and you know, no pro program's ever perfect, but um, I think we were, we were on the ups. And so it's a bummer. It was canceled, but you know, thankfully I'm going back and I'm, I'm fired up to see the potential this team has. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I was super excited when you said that you were coming back. Cause I think just from, you know, 2019 to 2020, that I think that you were probably the most improved player that I'd seen. And that's not even like a knock on saying that like you weren't great in 2019, but like, I thought you progressed like at a ridiculous rate in 2020. So it's awesome to see you coming back. I'm wondering like, what, what were the different factors that you were weighing in coming back? Cause like, that's not an easy decision. I feel like a lot of people might think that it's kind of obvious. Well, like, of course you'll come back, but like, you gotta, like you have job prospects, like get on with your life. And then you got to find a place to live again at UCLA. And sure. it's, what made you want to come back at the end of the day? Yeah, it's been a process. And thank you for saying that I, I improved a lot. I, I also want to give credit to um, the indoor side for that. I think for my freshman through junior year on the indoor side, I was a, a libero DS type of player. And so my transition going to the beach, I was a little harder because I hadn't been jumping at all. The training's a little bit different and, and, and not as rigorous. And so I think I had a harder time transitioning. And I think that playing outside hitter my senior year, like drastically improved my game on the beach and really helped me transition over just because I was jumping and getting so many reps. 
Um, I learned so much about how to just be a small outside hitter, which really expanded my range on the beach for sure. Um, and then just learning more defensive stuff. And so I give credit to Seeley, Brad Keller, and, and Megan Pendergast for throwing me up there and giving me a chance because it really helped. Um, and then for deciding to come back, you know, I, I talked to you a little bit, Travis, about this, but I originally, when I found out everything was canceled, I was like, screw it. I'm not coming back. I'm over college. I've had my time. I already feel old. I want to go play AVP. I, you know, I want to go do interviews. And so I'm, I'm ready to move on. And, you know, kind of as time progressed and a lot of things started to get canceled. And, you know, the more people I talked to that were close to me, family and friends that knew me, um, everyone was like, dude, why, why are you, why do you want to leave? Like you're in one of the best, you're at one of the best colleges ever on one of the best teams ever. Why would you want to go? And, and the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't, I don't really want to go. I think I just had my mind so set on, you know, I was already, you know, I already had girls to live with in the South Bay and plans to play AVP and all these are things lined, not really lined up, but at least organized in a way that I, I was, I was ready to move forward. I was ready to graduate because, you know, I never ever planned to do a fifth year for beach or indoor. Um, and so, my dad was like, you know, there's, there's no reason to get into the workforce. It's, it's gnarly out there right now. And an old coach of mine, Rachel Morris, she coached me for several years during club. And she's like, look, Savvy, you're going to next May, you're going to be sitting on your couch, watching your team compete for a national championship and win or lose, you're going to regret not being there. And that, that was the, the tipping point for me. I was like, you're so right. I could not imagine watching this team play knowing that I could have had an opportunity. So you know, there, there is still a ton of stuff to work out. I still haven't signed a lease. I'm, I'm a little, little hesitant on that because, you know, I don't really know if fall is going to be online. I, I should lock down a place. I think that's kind of where I'm the point I'm getting at. Um, I worked a lot with Stein and Jenny on, you know, eligibility stuff academically and scholarship stuff. And I was a total pain. I know I, I I've already apologized to Stein. I called that guy like all the time. Hey, what's the update? You know, Hey, Kristen Nuss and Claire Puller are going back from LSU. Oh, Ian Lindahl transferred to LMU. Why do I not know what's going on? I, I was so worried about everyone else when I should have just been, been more on track with myself. Um, but I'm just thankful that they advocated for me and they put in good words for me and I'm going back and I, I really couldn't be more excited. How does it work? Uh, like from an academic standpoint, like, do you have, are you taking like another major or adding a master's or, or something? Cause you, you do have to take classes. I'm, I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I, so this is all, this was all news to me as well. I actually just, you know, I had my academic meeting, uh, this past week. And so, um, I could pick up a minor, but it, it, I would have to do summer school and maybe go into the spring. Um, and so my scholarship, you know, I'm going for the fall and the winter. That's kind of what, what, that's what a lot of seniors do is they take class fall and winter and then nothing in the spring, which that sounds great to me. If I could play half my season without taking class, that sounds pretty epic. Um, And so originally I thought, you know, I thought I would have to pick up a minor or have to go into a master's program, but it turns out, although I'm at my 180 units, I'm allowed to go over that as long as I'm an athlete and I'm still competing um, in athletics. So I'm just taking classes that are, um, super interesting to me and that, you know, can hopefully further my career, maybe, you know, journalism classes. I'm super interested in disability studies classes. So I'm looking forward to, to taking some of those classes. Um, the master's program would have been a lot, especially trying to get back into UCLA. I mean, obviously it's super rigorous. I don't know if I would have been able to do that. I get good grades, I promise. But I mean, <laughs> UCLA masters, that, that would be tricky. So 
I'm, I'm really fortunate that I get to go back and take classes that I'm super interested in and that I'm allowed to take because I, I, I was really unsure about the rules on that. That seems like a pretty good choice for you. It, it's almost like uh, the decision was made for you because obviously like, yeah, everyone out, out here in the real world is like, there's, there's not really much for you to come out to right now. Uh, it sounds like there's a, there's a decent amount that's, it's not set in stone just like everything else, but, but more so than it is out here in the, in the workforce, as your dad says. <laughs> But I mean, that's a cool opportunity for you too. Like when I look back on my college career, um, I probably should have registered in my freshman year. Mm -hmm. Granted, by the time I got to my fourth year, I was, I was ready to be gone for sure. But looking back now, if I were to be able to take classes that really interested me, my fifth, interested me in my fifth year and then play another year, my team actually went back to the national championship mm -hmm. the year after I left uh, when Micah Christensen came in as a senior, uh, freshman. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I could have been a part of that. I could have taken, I didn't really learn how to be a student until like my junior, senior yeah. year of college. Yeah. So, so I would have learned a lot more if I stayed. And I think in the long run, you know, I'm like, what, I don't know, 10 years out or something like that. Uh, almost 10 years out of college. And, and I look at like one extra year is like, I could have, I could have easily learned a lot more. And looking back on it, it's not that long of a time. Uh, I don't have any rings like you, just a married <laughs> ring. I would have liked a national championship ring on there. Um, but I, I think you're making a, a good choice. I, I don't think you'll regret it. And it's going to go by so quick that it's almost going to be like it never happened. Yeah, and, and thank you for that. And, and I think that, I mean, as you guys know, jumping out of school and, and trying to go, you know, into the AVP is also not easy either, especially now you add on top of this, this pandemic going on, you know, there's, there's nothing easy about it. I was already freaking out about it without the pandemic going on. Cause it's, it's a big step. Um, and so I'm just, I'm really lucky to, to take classes that apply to me, but to also just to learn more about myself and just about how the world works. I think I've learned so much from college, you know, outside of school. I think that's what people don't really understand is, you know, my sister, she's a biochem major at Santa Barbara, and she's just grinding away on her computer right now like crazy. And I think I've learned so much more just from being a student athlete and, and you know, with time management and communication skills and stuff like that, more than I've learned from any class at UCLA. And I think that, you know, Grant, I, I have learned a ton from class that I'll, I'll take with me. But the most important lessons I've learned has just been living with roommates and dealing with boyfriends and dealing with class conflicts with volleyball. And those are the things that I think I'll take more from college that it's, I'm really lucky that I have another year to use that and then take it with me in the future. So I'm, I'm really, I'm more excited for that just for the experience for sure. Yeah. And, and one thing when you, just me thinking back on it, when, when you come out of uh, college, you don't really, or I never thought about it like, I wasn't going to have everything that I have. I'm like, Oh, I'm turning into a professional. That's a step up. But then really what's happening is the level of play goes up, but everything that you had at UCLA, I went to USC. So I understand playing for a really elite um, sports program. Uh, you don't get that anymore. There's no nice locker room. There's no nice facility. You, they didn't hire your coach. Your coach isn't Stein Metzger. You don't have an assistant. You don't have practice plan. You don't have, you know, probably have team snacks and buses scheduled and all that. It's all taken away. So um, just to ha have another year to understand that, what, what 
being a professional entails, but then still uh, being in college and, and working on everything from that side. And I would pick Stein's brain a lot. Um, I, I literally talked to Stein a few weeks ago and told him I'm, I'm going to give him a call to do it, to pick his brain. Yeah. So you're in good hands there. And, and I would take this last year for sure to, to um, just prepare for the, the steps ahead. Oh, totally. And to have Stein, I mean, Stein's one interesting dude, but he is so smart. The things he knows, the things he knows about volleyball, I mean, me and Stein go like this, because I'm like, Stein, yeah. what are you saying? I, I, like, I, I freaking love Stein. I love Jenny. I think they're both incredible humans, and I'm just, I'm lucky to get a chance with them. I, Stein literally, just yesterday, I was like, Stein, I just want to say I'm sorry again for being such a pain. He's like, yeah, you were a total pain, but you're worth it. I love you, kid. I was like, oh, Stein, I'm so excited to come back. He's the best, and, and I yeah. think that's it's really important to know like all the things you just listed, free flights, free food, all this crazy stuff. It's like, Hey, you know, I don't even have a partner. I, I didn't even have a partner going to the AVP for this summer. You know, I was, I was looking forward to playing with Abby for sure. We had a lot of, um, I think potential that we had, but you know, there was so much uncertainty and, and now I actually have time to, to lock stuff in more. And especially now that I'm not doing class next spring, I have that whole spring quarter, you know, after, the national championship or when, whenever we end, I can jump straight into, you know, practices and stuff with some pro girls or whoever's kind of around. And that might be a better transition for me going into the summer. For sure. All right. Now, are you allowed to, how much are you allowed to participate on the AVP while you're, or would that even work out? I know sometimes you can go play, right? You can't collect money, obviously. Yeah. But. You can play in as many events as you want. Obviously I'd have to qualify and stuff, but, um, you know, Abby and I, we played in a bunch of the, like, just CBVA open events. And, and you know, the, the prize money was a couple hundred bucks. And so we we could we took all of that, and it, it went to gas, parking, snacks, whatever it was, travel. Um, but for the AVP, if we ended up doing – if I made it and, and did well in a tournament, I could only take the expenses. And so if, I, if I'm if i flying out to mm-hmm. Austin or something, I could take right. expenses for the flight, which, it, you know, it would all kind of add up. But I don't think I'd be able to take – too much of it um, yeah yeah yeah. bummer but you know anything's better than nothing so yeah yeah it's all good plus i mean i gotta imagine like if there was a men's beach program programs in ncaa i'd be watching that all the time if i'm a veteran out here on the tour i don't want the, that next great player to slip through my fingers so i mean i know uh i want to say lauren fendrick picked up someone there, right Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you happen to be listening to Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerter, we hope you are keeping you uh, slightly entertained during these strange quarantine times during the coronavirus, but we just wanted to uh, put out a message that we hope that you are staying sane, staying fit, staying healthy and uh, staying safe here over these next couple months. Hopefully that the coronavirus passes soon enough and we're all back to our normal lives. But here is just a, a get well message from Sandcast. And now we move on to our sponsors who keep the show moving on. And uh, we love Wilson. Wilson makes the best ball in the game. They came out with this new, brand new, really cool looking ball, the Optics, which has spin detection technology so we can all pass that jump serve, which Lord knows I needed. 
and to get discounted rates on the balls, which we will all need as we're going to enter uh, preseason again here whenever this lockdown ends. We all need brand new preseason balls to get us ready for the 2020 beach volleyball season. The discount code is Wilson Sand for discount on all equipment at Wilson Volleyball, which makes the best balls in the game. A big, big thanks to our next sponsor, Pacific Coast Wealth Management, who's a big supporter of the Laguna Beach Open and just the beach volleyball community in general. They help athletes know where to put their prize money from either retirement to 401ks to IRAs. And if you're not a beach volleyball player, they can help you with college savings. They can help you with all the money management you need. They have incredible tools and resources at their website, PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. So hit them up today and learn how to best use your money over the course of the season. So you got to imagine that, that a lot of those veterans are watching. And as Stein will tell you, because he told me this uh, when I was younger, coming out of college, uh, your best case scenario is to pick up a veteran uh, to teach you the game because it's such an experienced game. Oh, for um, sure. So, that, and that was kind of my goal, too, for this season. And another reason I was super bummed was, you know, I'm, I'm playing with Abby. We're doing great. We're at the ones. And I'm kind of at, like... I felt as if I was like, I was just going like this and I, this was my year and it was, it was great timing for me to be kind of on the ups and I was officially a full-time beach volleyball player. So when all this ended, I was like, you know, I don't have that opportunity for people to, to watch me play anymore. Cause that was a huge part of, you know, why I wanted to do so well as well. Like thinking about my future and, and playing professionally, I think that I, I was hoping that there were some some veterans watching and seeing how I was playing. You know, I, I think of people like Sarah Zana, who, you know, that, you know, Zana played with Chrissy, but they ended up doing really well. And I, you know, I just see that and I'm, I was hopeful for that. But like you said, I'm just, I'm glad I get another chance. And also to your point about men's beach, I, I think that that would be awesome. I don't think it's possible because mm-hmm. they, they talk about cutting men's indoor, but these men's, these kids on the indoor side are so good at beach. I think that, we could have some really gnarly beach volleyball teams on the men's side as well. Well, if you, uh, if you know some of those guys and shoot me a text and uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> sure. Trevor, Trevor's safe for now, but <laughs> I want to know who these next, if a Phil Dahlhauser is coming out, I want to know that, that he exists. <laughs> All right. I'll let you know. There we go. It has been uh, it's been funny to see the, the people who have come out of the college game then like immediately had success. And so when you look at it, it's UCLA's had quite the trend. I mean, Nicole and Megan come out and they're like taking top tens on the world tour. And then you get Sarah who takes a second in her first event. And now she's third in the Olympic race and yeah. seventh in the world. And then you get Zana who's taken third last year. And it's been funny to see because Stein has kind of, complained a little bit about all of them about being like they're such pains in the butt so i think if he's calling you a pain in the butt that's a good sign there's yeah, i'll take it <laughs> i'll take it i mean i'm like me and sign we have a really great relationship i think that a reason why that we kind of go back and forth you know practice is because i, I do have a, a really high level of respect for sign and i i really i i listen to every single thing he says i think he's he's one of the best coaches i've ever had especially on the beach that he is so smart and um I think especially, you know, this year I wanted things I, – I wanted to win so bad, and I know he did too. And so even this year, I think last year was worse, and I, I've matured a lot, and so I've learned to kind of to pick my battles and to know when to say stuff and when to not. But even this year, there was times where I was like, Stein, like, we should not be doing this, or we need to be doing more of this. And, you know, agree or disagree, I think we both have a common goal and we want to win. And I think 
he has so much experience, but I also have the side of the players and, and of the team. Um, and so we've, we've found a way to kind of work together and balance it out and just find out what's best. And I think Jenny also plays an incredible role of th that kind of balance as well as a female figure too. And so um, we've all kind of figured it out as the years gone on. And I think, you know, Sarah, people like Sarah, people like Zana were the same. We all just want to win. Um, and I think that's an incredible culture of, UCLA beach volleyball and something that I hope even after I'm gone, you know, carries out. I think, uh, I, I feel like, um, people tend to think that coaches are always the ones pushing their athletes, you know? Um, but I think good coaches are, they want their, to have athletes that will push them to be better. And, and just like an athlete will get pissed at their coach at times. Cause it's whatever the timing of something, they said something, you know, you're always going to get, get mad at each other and the tension's going to rise at times. But um, I've found over my career that coaches like to be pushed as well. My, even my weight trainer, my, uh, you know, coaches on the sand, indoors, everything. They, they don't like it in the moment, but, but they appreciate because they're just trying to get better as well at, at their job. So down the road, you always, I start hearing them thanking me for all the stuff that I thought I was just being a pain in the butt about. Yeah. uh back in the day and and even last week we had uh, mike lambert on who's mm -hmm. childhood friend of stein and a partner uh on tour and i mean he kind of suggested that stein was a pain in the butt sometimes but also just just a great teammate and uh and whatnot stein's he, getting a lot of shout outs these last he, two the weeks. amount of times <laughs> that we hear the name lambo at practice is hilarious <laughs> i'm always talking about lambo and how good he was so that's pretty cool but what about the yeah. stein up pokey Oh my gosh, dude. Stein comes into practice and he'll just jump in our drills and he's such a legend. He doesn't even jump or move and he's lipping us and just getting kills. He's so sick. <laughs> so fun to play with him. I think it's awesome. But to your point about, you know, pushing coaches, I my indoor coach at UCLA, Mike Seeley, um, we kind of had a similar relationship that me and Stein had just always challenging each other. And, and this year, especially for indoor, um, I think a lot of, you know, if I get frustrated, it's just because I'm, I, I am a very emotional player and I've learned to kind of tone it down. But I think that's a lot of athletes are just emotional and it's all because you want to win. But mm -hmm. I think sometimes the emotions get the best of us. And, and there was often times where I thought Seeley literally hated me. And he, in my senior speech, he was like, you're one of my favorite players I've ever coached. And my parents looked at me like, is he joking right now? Like, <laughs> you know, and, and afterwards, you know, he gave me a hug. He's like, you're the best. You know, I... Let's keep in touch. And, and I think it was super special just because over the years, you know, we've had some of those, those clashes, but at the same time, we've had some really incredible conversations that I don't think a lot of people have if, if they're not challenging the coach. I've learned so much from him and from Stein and just other coaches from, from being open, being honest, being vulnerable with each other. I think just being yourself is the most important thing, you know, especially coming in as a freshman, you're kind of terrified, but as the years go on, the relationship is so important. And you're not going to have a good relationship with someone if you're if you're not really yourself. If you don't challenge them, if you don't question them, I think it, it is very important. So that's that's a good point to bring up as well. Yeah, I think ultimately the coaches are trying to create a culture and surround themselves with people that want to win as bad as them. Like, there's nothing that will drive me more crazy than having a teammate that doesn't want to win as bad as me. You know, or I mean, if I'm a co or a coach that doesn't want to win as bad as me. So I, I think that's ultimately what they appreciate most. And those people that just are dying to win, you love having them on your team, but the high energy, it's going gonna, it's gonna to clash at times. But 
ultimately you know that those are the type of people that are um, making you better do you want you'd rather have people like that i'd rather have someone that i'm clashing with all the time as long as i know their intentions and i know yeah. they're working hard i would way rather have that and that's something i've also learned just through being an athlete at ucla or just a college athlete is you know how to have those kind of tough conversations and, and leadership skills through relationships like that you know someone like zana me and zana were both huge personalities and we for sure butt heads but you know, we have an incredible relationship. We talk now all the time and I have a ton of respect for Zana because she's similar to me. You know, we have no problem calling someone out, but you know, at the end of the day, we're all teammates and, and it's going to be okay. And, and that's another thing that we were working on this year as, as kind of a younger team. Um, I think that that was something that we could have improved on and something I look forward to working on is um, a little more team building so that people understand you know we all have a common goal we all want to win and, and it's never going to be perfect there were times where we you know a teammate and I would butt heads about a stupid score and a drill that really is irrelevant um but for me I, I'm not really sensitive if that stuff kind of happens I'm like whatever I don't after practice I don't think about it but um I think that's something that we could have worked on is, is being less sensitive I mean myself included there was times where Stein would say something and I would be so worked up and, and freaked out about it um but I think in years past, our team's been really good at, at having that, you know, working relationship and knowing that it's going to be okay off the court. You know, there's no hard feelings ever. We just want to win. And as a young team this year, I think that's something that we could have improved on for sure. Now that's good. That skill is going to come in handy huge once you get to the pro level where you're yeah. having to pick your partners and make long-term commitments that are paying for your uh, rent and your food and whatnot. <laughs> roommates, man. Roommates are tough. That's something that's... <laughs> That's the real test is your roommates. And if you can get through that, I mean, you're, you're golden. Cause especially with hey. girls, I lived with some girls last year. And we're also married. Yeah. <laughs> that's next level right there. Exactly. Exactly. Having a six month old roommate. That's next level. Yeah. <laughs> it just screams at you for no reason. You One can't day. tell her that she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So I think one of the things that I noticed this year from I didn't see as much college volleyball as I would have wanted to, because obviously the season was cut short, but that like UCLA. And I, I think this is kind of a Stein thing is that like he recruits like competitors. And what I'm wondering is like, I feel like you, that's a group that would like, like Devin Newberry, for example, is one of the most competitive people I've ever met. Yep. Like, you know, she was a freshman, but she has like all the swagger in the world. Like when I watched you guys play USC, like she's staring down Joy Dennis, who's been playing oh. for like four years. And yes. I was like, damn, Dev, like yeah. with, with a team with that many, just like competitors who like want to win as the kind of leader of the team, like how do you keep little conflicts from kind of sprouting up? Because it's almost inevitable that people are going to fight and argue in practice because that's sure. like, you know, who you guys are. But like as a leader, like how do you guys keep everyone as tight as you guys were this year? Yeah. Um, and I think this year was specifically was different because like I said, you know, the people like Zana, Sarah, the twins and Izzy Carey, those five seniors, they kind of carried our team through. And after they left, losing five starting seniors was was hard. And for me and Lily and Maddie to kind of step into that senior leadership role was hard um, with a lot of younger girls, especially girls with fire. I mean, Riley, Devin, and Lexi are just, they're, they're such competitors as freshmen. And I think that it's so important, but man, I, I had a lot of improvement that I could have done and ways I could have handled things. And I think that the whole team could have been better. Stein purposefully challenged us as a team, um, you know, with things like resiliency, you're just, just being okay with, you know, you know, shit hitting the fan, if you know, but um, 
you know, he, one day at practice, he was like, we're trying to figure out the lineup. And, and in our minds, it's kind of clear, um, you know, who's playing together, but there's some spots that are a little uncertain. You know, I was playing with Abby and she had been injured. She had um, like a melanoma cut off her foot. So she was out for like a month and I was just waiting for her to come back. And so there was kind of some stuff coming in and out and Stein goes, all right, it's, it's a Wednesday. And he's like, all right, fr you know, we do Friday scrimmage days where we wear a uniform and we get refs to come in and, and we, we have scrimmages, which is a test in itself, just, you know, with nothing on the line. We already want to beat each other to, to, to win a spot. And he goes, yeah, so we're going to – today and tomorrow we're going to play for, like, an Olympic bracket. And however you do on Friday, that's how we're going to start the season against LMU next week. And all of us were like, is that a joke? Like, you're going to base – one day of practice for a starting lineup during season and, and personally me and Lindsay and Abby and let, I mean, there was people that were livid. I was livid. I'm like, <laughs> like that day, that practice on Wednesday, if I, if he based the lineup on that, I wouldn't have been in the lineup I, there. You know, it's, it's never one day of practice is never perfect. And um, you know, we even went to him. We're like, Stein, you can't do that. And also this team, we should be coming together right now. We, we're starting season in a couple of days. You, I, I, you know, we don't think it's smart that you turn us like this against each other. And the next day at practice, him and Jenny just were like, we tested you guys and you friggin' failed. You all failed. You freaked out when things got a little rocky and you can't do that. And that was one of the most incredible lessons I've learned um, because I'll admit I was freaking out. And, you know, he, Stein got, got into me a little bit and was like, you, you preach that, you know, you all, you're such a team player and you care so much about the team, but if you're not in the ones this year, then, then you're going to, then it's, it's not okay. And I kind of sat there and, you know, you don't want to hear that, but that I needed to hear it because, you know, if I, if I want this team to win, then I need to be okay. Shagging balls or playing in fives or getting water that if that's really what this team preaches, then that's what I need to be okay with. And, um, I think that that was a big turning point in the season. It caused a lot of problems between coaches and players, players and players. We had, it kind of strung out for a week or so, just that little thing going on, but it taught us all, you know, what UCLA culture really should be. Um, and, and moving forward, I, I won't be rocked by stuff like that just because, you know, we've been tested. And as a leader, you know, I had to have a lot of conversations to defend myself defend this player, defend the coach, stand up for this player, stand up for this coach. And it, it wasn't ever easy. And I think um, out of all the seniors, I was kind of the more vocal one that would call something out if I saw it, which, which isn't easy. I'm okay with it, but it comes with, you know, a big responsibility and I, I have to be okay with that. But I think Stein and Jenny, they, they knew that we were a young team and we had a lot to learn and they tested us all the time. Even if we didn't know they were testing us. And I think that, it, it, it really was going to help us in the long run, especially me. I, I learned a lot just in, you know, I don't even know if it was half a season, but I'll take those lessons and use them for the rest of my life. I think they'll be coming in handy about a year from now too. It's uh, <laughs> it, like, how much further ahead are you going to be at the start of next year than you were at the start of this year? I feel like even though like this year was just like, you know, maybe 45%, 40% of what a full season would be. I feel like you probably learned about 200% because like you were kind of leading a really young team and that Stein and Jenny were kind of putting you in these positions. I feel like it was like your learning curve was just like straight up. 
my neighbor's driving by with their music blasting. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, we're definitely going to take that to next season. For me personally, I'm really excited because I get to go full steam ahead on the beach side. I get to train with the team in the fall. So I don't really need um, to worry about the transition from, you know, fall quarter to, to winter quarter and, and trying to scramble during uh, winter break to get my sand legs back. Cause that's never easy. So personally, I'm excited to be full time back with the beach. I think it's going to give us a lot of opportunity as well to um, just, just really work together in the off season. I think I have a lot of, I have a lot of ideas on stuff that I want to do before we even get to preseason um, more team dinners, more team hikes, more team activities, or just, you know, activities within your class. I think it's so important to, to spend time with your teammates, to have that good working relationship. You don't have to be best friends, but I think I've learned more from my girls off the court than I have on the court. And I think that's super important. Something that I really look forward to. And I think sign and Jenny are the same today after this call, I have a team zoom and we're doing like a, a Kahoot it where we, we all sent in questions about, you know, funny, just team stuff that we're going to answer. And that's, that's great team bonding. I think, I think next week we might do something where we're going to, we have to send in a video of us imitating one another and we have to guess who we're, we're, we're impersonating. So little things like that. It's really what I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, granted, everything got cut short this year, but I think, it's, you know, instead of looking at it like it got cut short, I'm looking at it as more of like, you know, we got ahead for the next season. That was just preparation for for what's to come. Yeah, that's, I think that stuff's all important. And it's kind of a part of, uh, I don't miss much about indoor, to be honest. Um, but that team aspect is, is pretty cool. And I, I do wish that there was some way that we could, create what me and Travis talk about all the time is having like the college system on the pro tour or even on the world tour would be the craziest where we could just represent USA as a team and go play all these different countries. Um, and actually like put time in and invest time into each other and our teammates. Cause once you get out here, it's like you hate everyone except for the one person that's on your team. Okay. You don't have to hate them. Maybe that's just me, but no, but told when you're on the court, that's kind of how it is. Yeah, but it'd be fun to have like a whole team behind you and like a coach with a with like I don't know how many people are on a beach team. Twelve? Um, no, we had like seventeen or eighteen girls on the okay, team. Okay. Ten, ten play, but there's like you. Can, I mean, you can get up there fifteen to eighteen. Like uh, the travel squad is ten. Travel squad is we traveled thirteen or fourteen this okay, year. Yeah. We always play. Um, the alter the sixes play the alternates so twelve girls play and we like to have at least one or two that kind of bounce in as well just for injury purposes and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean that's like a dream of mine. That that would be so epic, and I think everyone would want to watch that if if we all got to band together and go attack the world. Yeah, but it hasn't happened, so I'm uh, I'm a little jealous in that aspect. <laughs> well, that's, that's the part about college beach volleyball. I think is it, it's yes, it's about you and your partner, but it's so much bigger than that. You have the coaching staff and, and everyone that bands behind you. And the most special feeling is winning a game. You know, when everyone's watching your court, it's, it's not just you and your partner. It's the whole rest of the team that's standing behind you, throwing you balls, cheering you on and everyone watching. I think that's why that's the thing I, I'll probably miss most about college beach volleyball is that it's, it's, it is a family. It's, it's not just you and your partner. And, and we do a lot of partner building as well, but you know, you have to be able to support one another and, you know, I've had experience in, in both prior years. Um, last year at NCAAs, my partner Leah went down and Maddie Yeomans came in. And I think we were able to win games just because we had that chemistry 
from just working together in a, in a team setting. It's not just some random girl that's being thrown in there. So it would be really cool. I think, I think from, from what I've seen, it seems like the AVP is kind of like a family, you know, you're all playing against each other, but it would be cool to see at the, you know, the pro level, the USA level, it being more like that. It'd be really special. Maybe we make the, uh, the Sandcast beach tour, Travis, we get all our sponsors to contribute in. (laughs) I mean, we got them. I mean, they're right behind you. Kona, Monster, Wilson, just just a couple thousand dollars of funds, and we'll put some events together. Exactly. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> some Maui jeans. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, whenever, literally, like, whenever I talk to Phil Dahlhauser, he brings up the Brazil USA, how mm-hmm. they, it was pretty, like, kind of like a college formatted where it was like USA teams versus Brazil teams. And like, I want it to happen so bad. We're like, yeah, you that, was, huh? that was one of the coolest things I'd ever been a part of because awesome. well, first of all, I was young and Brazil flew us USA teams out first class. It was like my first international first class trip. I'm sitting oh, with cool. Bill Dahlhauser, Rosie, Nick, Jake. Casey, all the hide-in. Couple legends. In first class. <laughs> we're like flying out there. We're all training together. Uh, we didn't play against each other once. It was, it was pretty, and me and Hayden ended up making the final. Um, we got smashed by Brazil because they were all in season and we were in the off season and we just yep. sucked. But um, that was a really cool experience for yeah. sure. And like, we don't even need to go all the way around the world. Like we could do like Hawaii versus the South Bay versus you know, I don't know, Orange County. That'd be right sick. There, we got three teams. Oh, you can do East Coast, Midwest, California, Hawaii or something. Yeah, yeah. like maybe just like a South region with Florida, yeah, Texas. South South yeah. yeah. Hey, how about we draft it up, Travis? Let's, let's do a little uh, mock, oh, mock draft or something. I would love that. <laughs> we can do it live. We'll, we'll run an episode back, all of us. Look at you guys. My gosh. Dude, that would be so fun. Yeah. Savvy, you can be the draft moderator and we can, uh, and you, and you can like critique our picks. It's like try picks Trevor and Savvy's like, oh my gosh, what a terrible thing. <laughs> I'm in. I love that idea. <laughs> the stuff you come up with in quarantine, you just never know. Dude, your my brain has been like this the whole time. It's so awesome. It's good. We all need a little bit of this, but. I just got notepads. Just, 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 just write it down. Just <laughs> Got <laughs> yeah. and then it's I just send the ideas to Travis. If I actually think it's gonna happen, then I send it to him. <laughs> hopefully, he'll make it happen. <laughs> Every once in a while, one of them happens. <laughs> but Sav, you mentioned that uh, a couple times a year, like journalism communications path, and uh, I saw you doing uh, some interviews down at um, at the indoor national championships. Yeah. But is that are you a journalism major or comm major? No, I'm actually a sociology major. Um, okay. They don't really have a journalism major or minor. I think they have a couple classes, but that's that's one thing. If I had to give one piece of advice, if there's any young ones out there listening, when you're looking at a college, it's way more than just the sport. I wouldn't change going to play. It's been the perfect fit for me. But looking at the majors, even if you're not exactly sure what you want to do at such a young age, it's really important to look at the majors because – a place like UCLA, it's it's way more science and math driven um, or or art. And then if you're not kind of in that, it's like, you know, you can do sociology, psychology, communications, stuff like that. But, you know, there's schools, my friend, she goes to U of A and she's like a, 
I think she's like a sports broadcasting minor or major, something that's that's way more specific to what she wants to do. And so it is, it's super important to look into that and something I wish I would have done more in. But, um, you know, I, I, I've taken a couple communication classes. I've taken a couple speech classes, um, which has really helped for sure. Um, and then I've also talked with our SID for indoor and beach to do maybe some journalism stuff for um, even for like Pac-12 or something. Um, just to just to practice that, you know, going watching games and stuff like that. I'm, I'm I got into a little podcast group with a couple friends of mine um, just to talk about collegiate sports and interview, you know, UCLA athletes and stuff like that. It's just all of that's good practice. Um, and so I started doing these little interviews. I called it Sports by Savvy on Instagram. And thankfully enough, the NCAA saw it and they flew me out to the final four. And, and that was some great experience that I got. I did. It was it was different than what I expected. I thought, you know, I would be you know, conducting a lot more interviews kind of like this. Um, but I did way more of, you know, Instagram story stuff where I was kind of running around crazy, just trying to get content, but you know, it really, you know, expanded my range on who to communicate with. I wasn't just talking to players. I was talking to parents and fans and coaches and, and that, you know, helped develop a lot. Um, and then since then it's just been doing kind of some, some interviews here and there, um, just for practice. It's something I'm super interested in. Um, you know, I thought a lot with my dad about you know, there's more to life than, than just volleyball as much as I'd want to play for as long as I can. Something that interests me is just, you know, just being involved in sports. I love communicating with people. I, I don't mind being on the camera. I, I actually, I love, you know, being out there and just, just meeting new people. So this is kind of the field that, that seems interesting to me and I have a lot of work to do, but, um, I'm trying to get started now so that, you know, if I, if I decide to go into it, I'll have some experience under my belt. Well, you're way, you're way ahead of us, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a great idea, just start learning stuff. You, you do have off time and, and time mm -hmm. to pursue side passions with, with beach volleyball. And uh, there's plenty of opportunity. I feel like when I first started doing it, I felt like I was the only one who was, like, trying it or, or you know, even putting myself out there. And um, there was tons of opportunity. AVP was like, uh, well we're filming the live stream and here's a microphone. No one's talking. About it. So I just sat up there all season. And then, um, the major series called me and like, it, it just, there's so many opportunities and, and people, the tours are, are really grateful to get that kind of stuff. Um, you're also in Hollywood though. So that's one thing UCLA, um, uh, uh, I, I guess a benefit is not the school itself, but you're near Hollywood, which is the entertainment capital of the world. Yeah. I went up there and took two improv classes at what's it called Second City, which is like a pretty big improv uh, school or whatever. Um, but that was really cool, like in terms of getting better at public speaking and being quicker on your on your feet. And um, I also took a hosting class up there. Like those are some of the best professionals in the world at doing this. Yeah. And uh, you can take like beginner classes, and it's really fun. Anyway. That's good to know. I need yeah. to look into that because I've never even thought of doing that. I mean, I know I'm in LA, but I think it's kind of, it's a little overwhelming when you're like, there's, there's so many things I can yeah. look into. Yeah. It's kind of hard to like, just focus on one thing. So that's, I'll get that information from you after this. That's actually, that's really great. For sure. The only reason I, the only reason I thought of it is because my wife saw how bad I was on camera. And she <laughs> she's in Hollywood. She's an actress. So she was like, you should take improv classes. I was like, improv, what? And she's like, just trust me. And then I did it. And I'm like it made me so much more comfortable just, um, you know, being neutral and listening to people and then having a, a really authentic answer rather than before I was like, 
I have this idea in my head. I got to hold it, but I got to listen to them. And then, you know, I'm just like so. Exactly. Yeah. But um, it, there's opportunities out there for sure. You're on the right path. Good to know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I think like at the end of the day, like I was, I had the fortune of being a journalism major, but like no one's ever asked me for like my GPA or like what I majored in. They're like, can you write, send a sample. So it's like, can you interview, send a sample. And like the NCAA thoughts, so you're doing all the right things, which is great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's a lot. The biggest thing for me is I, I I'm so comfortable with people, even doing pe- interviews with people. I don't really know. I'm, I'm very comfortable, but I say, um, a lot. That's something I need to work on. Um, there, there you go. Again, but <laughs> there's a lot of things I need to work on, but just like you said, the more practice I have, the more time in front of the camera and the more, the more diverse people, different sports, different types of people that it can only help me. So that's, that's kind of what I've been doing, especially in quarantine. It's, it's the best thing that I can do. I think saying, um, is, is like the least of your worries. When I, when I came out of, I was broadcasting every game and I kind of thought I, I, in my head, I thought I was talking to a new uh, group of fans every time. So I would like say, I'm Triborn from Hawaii. And, and for some reason, whatever, I just said I was from Hawaii, like 80 times. <laughs> and, and one of the matches were, it's on uh, the live stream and someone's holding a sign in the stand that says, Tri, we know you're from Hawaii. <laughs> and then I'm like broadcasting. I'm like, what is that sign say? Oh, okay. Apparently I'm getting called out by people in the stands. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing up here, but uh, yeah, I think it probably became a drinking game as well. <laughs> Every time you say from Hawaii. Oh. So uh, I try not to say it quite as much, but I am pretty proud of that. <laughs> I think at the hey, end that's, of the day, that, cool. that's a good sign. That means people were listening to you. I'm making them exactly. remember me for sure. <laughs> Whether it's good or bad. Yeah, <laughs> you. Triborn from Hawaii. I'll never forget that. <laughs> White guy from Hawaii. Well, Sab, where can, uh, where can people follow along either just your personal life or whatever kind of broadcast work you're doing or, or whatever, maybe? Yeah, um, I haven't. Well, at Savvy Stim was my Instagram. My little sports thing is at Sports by Savvy. I haven't been posting on it as much because I've been doing other interviews for, you know, like Instagram lives with other accounts. Um, I actually have to put a hold on that. I have to double check with my clients way back for way back. I have to make sure that it's okay. All these interviews. This one was fine. I got it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Doing interviews for other accounts. I'm not exactly sure how that works. I th- they said they think it's going to be fine because I've been doing interviews and it's something I'm passionate about. I'm not getting paid for it or anything. So it's all just voluntary. It's my own stuff. But um, now that I'm not, that's kind of on hold. I need to get back on track with my other little interviews that I'm doing on my own with other athletes. So that's something that I need to work on as well. Um, I have stuff, a lot of stuff from the NCAA that I'll take over and, and start posting again. Um, but yeah, at Sports by Savvy, that's kind of my little thing. Um, and then I have a bunch of stuff that I should just throw up there, you know, short little interviews that I can use just to kind of, you know, pump my page a little bit. I need some more followers, but it's all right. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about while we have you here? I wanted to give you a little bit of a break before your next call. So you're not just like zooming for three straight hours. (laughs) All good. We're, we have a mellow one later and this has been nothing but easy for me. And I appreciate you guys having me here. I guess the only advice that I would give something I'm super passionate about is the whole mental health side of things. And I think especially during quarantine, um, it's been hard to be out of a routine and, 
and not be doing my normal stuff, especially as a college athlete. You know, I, I get up at six, I go to weights, I go to practice, I eat my snack, I go to class. It's kind of just a routine that I've gotten used to. And so I guess just something I wanted to say and just some advice I would give just for everyone, anyone watching is just to, to get in a routine. That's kind of, it's been the hardest thing for me, but when I do it, it's, it's super rewarding and it makes me feel better. Um, for me personally, waking up in the morning and doing a workout helps. It kind of gets my day started. That's what I've been doing for four years or longer. So, um, you know, you got to figure out what works for you. If anyone has any questions about mental health, anxiety, stuff like that, you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram. Um, it is something I'm super passionate about and something that I want to make more, you know, open and comfortable in the sports world because it, it's so important. And even if it's just, you know, stuff, mental stuff on the court, off the court, whatever it is, I'm always here. I'm not like a psychologist or anything, but um, just from my, you know, own experiences, if you, if you ever want to talk about it or just want, you know, to vent or anything, I'm always here because it is super important and something I'm passionate about for sure. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Sav. Thanks for giving us uh, so much of your day here. Oh, this was nothing. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to chatting with you more soon. For Absolutely. Sure. Well, have fun with uh, the sports. Um, wait, sports at Savvy? Sports by Savvy. Sports by Savvy. There we go. Yep. Yep. And, Check it uh, out. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Sav. Thanks, guys. You're the best. All right, I'll see you next time. Cheers.